right back here on the Fan for Hour 5. Good show today with the blissful one. And, of course, uh, uh, Chris Carlin, 718-937-6666. Mark Key back a little later on, we hope. Uh, Coach Herm Edwards is the Jets as we wrap up the uh, 2002-2003 football season. And he spends a few minutes with us here on the Fan Yes Network, too. Coach, thank you very much. Chris and Mike, how are you today? How you doing, Chris? How you doing, Mike? Herm, what's happening? Uh, you know, just trying to look at the calendar now and try to set some dates now when the offseason starts. You well, shook off the uh, effects of this game a little bit after a couple of days? Uh, not really. Well, not really. You know how that is. You don't shake it off probably until it's all done said, and then find out who's going to become the world champion. I, I, you, hate to, you, you hate to pin the blame on him, and I know there's a lot of blame to go around, but you know he was due for a bad one. I guess is the way you got to look at it with the quarterback. He had been so phenomenal that uh, you know he kind of played like you know a young player would play. He kind of you know, had a tough ball game there against the Raiders, and you don't want to pin it on him, Herm. But uh, you know we were all a little surprised. He looked a little rattled there on Sunday afternoon. Well, yeah, Chris. I mean, uh, he really didn't get any help either. You know, you got to help him out every once in a while, and uh, we dropped a few balls on him, obviously, and. Uh, just did some things that, uh, you know, when you turn it over like that in the second half, uh, they, they all led the points. And, uh, you know, with a good team like the Raiders, I mean, that, that's tough to come back from that. Herm, as a coach, did it bother you that he was getting too much attention and too many accolades halfway through his first season as a quarterback? Well, you know how that is, Mike. You've been around it. You know, it's, it, it's, uh, you got to learn how to accept it, uh, and it's tough, you know, especially in this market. I mean, all of a sudden the guy was Joe Montana, and he was – you know, Joe Namath, and he's just Chad Pennington, a young player. And I think the thing about him, you know, he's so, uh, he has so much life to him and people want to, they like that and, and, and built him up. And I, I don't know if he, he listened to all of it, but it's, it's added pressure on a young kid, and I think that doesn't help you sometimes. If you were going to build a quarterback, he's probably got 19 of 20 categories probably checked off. The one you'd be a little worried about, and they really – went out a little bit, is his arm strength. He doesn't throw those deep seams with any velocity. His outs can use a little steam. Uh, Brady told us over the summer that he actually got his arm stronger between his first and second season lifting right. weights. Can Pennington do that, do you think? Absolutely. And, he, and he'll probably be in there as, as soon as we start. You know, But a lot of that, too, is timing and, and, and things you want to do. But I think Chad will be fine. I mean, he's you know, you look at all the games he played and, and, and how he came along every every week and got better, and I just think uh, this kid's got a great upside. Uh, Herm, you know, the Raiders uh, were pretty annoyed at the Jets after the game. You know, Romanowski, we've heard enough about the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> you know, Jets were pretty chatty last week. You know, as Dave Zott, well, we just ran out of time in the first game, and, you know, the linemen got all over Middleton, and then I know you shut it down with that, but... Uh, you know, the Raiders kind of felt that you didn't respect them enough. Uh, did the team talk too much in your eyes uh, in the week prior to this game? I don't think so, and I think our team respected them, uh, you know, and I think they respected us too. I just think that's what goes along in the game. You know, we played them so much now they seem like they're in our conference or we're in their conference, so we got to go back out there again next year. But, you know, certain guys talk. I mean, you know, that's just the way it is in this league, and you know there's certain guys on certain teams that talk, so hey, that's fine. Herm, we're talking about Herm Edwards, Mike, and the Mad Dog as we put the wrap on what was a very interesting and ultimately successful Jets season. Herm, one thing that was very peculiar early in the game, and on TV it's hard to tell exactly where the breakdown is, what was going on that Chad had so much trouble getting this team to the line of scrimmage in this game? You know what, Mike? Unbelievable. You know, that same thing we said, the, the clock. You know, the guy that turns the clock on, I mean, after the ball has uh, been put in play, it seemed to us that it was going very, very fast. 
I mean, Some, it seemed like he was always running to the line of scrimmage. Mike, you make a great point because we were saying that in the first half. We were saying, you know, get back in the huddle. We were getting in the huddle, but the clock was starting so fast. And I don't know if that's just something that, you know, that has never happened to us. The whole year, for some reason, that clock seemed like it was. I mean, it cost you plays downfield. You couldn't make any changes, couldn't make any yeah. line calls. I mean, you yeah. guys were on the run a lot with that clock no, in the first right. half. And we got the plays in in time and everything, but the clock seemed like I don't know if the guy was starting the clock a little too quick too. I mean, that 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 appeared to me, uh, uh, you know, a problem at first. And I told the official and. Uh, you know, in the second half, it seemed to calm down a little bit. Uh, home field advantage, maybe. You're right. You I can know. see that. Herm, the other thing that, uh, before we look into next year and, and the whole deal, uh, the one thing that we see here uh, with the, the, your staff so far is a little clock management issue. When to call the timeouts, the challenge, you know, hack it at times when the team is down, doesn't play with that sense of urgency, you know, kind of rush the guys in the line of scrimmage, throw some balls in the end zone. We see at times almost a little nonchalantness. I know you don't mean it that way. It's not the right. case. But we, we seem to see that at times the Jets staff, you included, can be a little, I don't know, with when to call a timeout, when to use the challenges. I know, you were, you know you're just getting started here. You've done a great job. But there seems to be need to be some improvement there. Would you agree with that or not? Oh, yeah. I think that there's always improvement in that. And, and, and I think every coach goes through that and every staff goes through that. I mean, there's going to be times when, uh, you know, you, you wish you would have saved more time on the clock or you wish you made a a better, a better call on the challenge. But, you know, the challenge deals are very, very difficult, as we all know, because that thing is showing up in the booth, and a lot of times uh, until you get the feed, you can't call the challenge. Right. So that makes it kind of tough, Chris, you know. So you're sitting there wondering and waiting. Now, sometimes there's been times when I've looked at things where I just automatically just called it right away and just figured that the guy wasn't going to get his feet in bounds and, and, and won out a couple of times. But then there's other times you have to wait. So. That's just something you can't do anything about. Is that why you had a timeout and then a challenge, Herm? You got yeah, different no, information during the timeout? Exactly. Because I'm waiting and waiting, so we're not getting the feed. We're not getting the feed. So what's the feed? And they wouldn't tell me. If I says, oh, well, then, then you make the challenge. Because you, you don't need a timeout no. before a challenge because you're going to get three or four minutes during a challenge. That's exactly right. And, and, and they, they wouldn't show the deal. You know, that's, that's, that's tough one. I noticed that. in the playoffs some coaches, and I think this is an easy thing to fall into, almost using the challenge – to try and stem or change momentum and hope that it's going to go their way. I, I don't know if you can use the challenge that way. You know that? Yeah, no, that's too tough because you don't want to wait, because especially if you're wrong and you waste the time out. Yeah, I noticed that happened in a couple of games where guys said, you know, I really got to get something turned around here. Maybe I'll get a break. And, you know, I didn't see anybody get a break in any of those games. And I saw three or four guys do that in the playoffs so far. Yeah, you're right, Mike. You make a good point. Uh, Herm, how about Hackett? Uh, you know, he took a lot of abuse here. You know, a lot of the fans, he drives him crazy. But you got to give him credit because, you know, he gets some responsibility for, Henning, for Pennington. The offense seems to suit him well. So we give Paul a lot of credit there. But, again, in a huge game, sometimes he runs the ball and there's a little sense of urgency, takes too long to score, touchdown down by a couple scores. Does that drive you crazy? Well, assess him, if you can, for us the first couple years here. Well, I think the first year, you know, he came in and obviously he was trying to put in two offenses. He was trying to keep the offense a little bit of, of what these guys had done before and really not go all the way West Coast. I think from then when Chad took over, we went obviously all the way West Coast, and I think now you can see some of the fruits of the labor of it and the fact that it's gotten better, and I think next year will even be better now because we strictly stuck with that. We, you know, Chad's a quarterback, and I just think the guys understand, you know, hack of philosophy and what he's trying to do. But, yeah, we're, we're, obviously in the offseason we're going to sit down and, and, and talk about a lot of things, how we can do things better on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, because, you know, as you know, in this league you need to score points. I mean, it's set up that way, and uh, 
we have enough good players over there on offense where we feel like we can be a productive offense. Mike and the Mad Dog with Herm Edwards, the Jet head coach. Herm, um, you've clearly hitched your wagon to this quarterback, and rightly so. Uh, I think you both can have a very long run. I think he's going to be a tremendous player. I don't think there's any question. Uh, and clearly you have hitched your wagon to him. You, gotta, you can see the relationship even on the sideline. But I wondered in the game, when you're just thinking about this one particular game, at about the 12-minute mark, I was kind of sitting there saying they're in yeah. straight press coverage. They're beating the hell out of the kid. you got a strong-arm quarterback who's an old man on the sideline. Did you ever think about maybe you could roll the dice and roll a seven with Vinny? You know, Mike, I thought about that, but then I looked at the rush. And you're afraid that he couldn't get the – even though they couldn't press coverage, I mean, you wondered if he could – you couldn't hold him out of from – that Vinny was going to get Mike, knocked I mean, down you know, too much. They were getting to the kids, you know. Yeah, they were getting to him. It's going to be more of a five- and seven-step drop with Vinny. Yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, and then, you know, it's one of those things, too, Mike, where you want the kid at least to, to take him down the field and score again. Right. In that situation, to give you know, it's, you know what I'm saying, Mike? We've all been there. No, you know I understand. I mean? Listen, if you're thinking long term, it's straight yeah. Pennington. But I wondered if it crossed your mind, maybe Vinny can light the fuse here and get a roll going. And I know next week it's Pennington's job again. It's no controversy. Right. But since he's an older guy and he's got a strong arm, maybe he could have shook things up. I just wondered if it went through your head. Yeah, you know, not, not really. Because, you know, what caught me by surprise is, you know, you sit here now and you think, well, you know, we had three possessions. And the three possessions, every time we got, we turned it over. Yep. You know what I'm saying, like yep. it happened, bang, bang, bang. And Very quick. As a coach, you're not sitting there going, "Hey, we're going to th- turn the ball over three times in a row now." Especially with a kid who had been so ungodly accurate. I mean, but listen, he got. There had to be a game where he was going to take a beating. He took a beating in this game. They beat him up pretty good. They did, Mike. You know, they got after us the second half and did some things and got to us. You know, but I think that's all. That's the learning process for him. And I thought at the end when we had. No timeouts left. He, he, they, they went down the field, and we almost scored. You know, and I thought that was important, too. The Raiders said after the game the Jets relied too much on the trickery aspect of it. Does that bother you when you hear that, Herm, or not? No, I think that's just, you know, uh, the Raiders are going to talk. We know that. They, they, rightly so. They won the game, and, hey, you know, they can talk. We'll have to play them again next year, and, 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 and we'll see what happens. Herm, you manhandled some teams late. They manhandled you pretty good in that second half. When you think about beating the better teams now that are still playing, do you think you have to be bigger? Do you think you have to be more physical, or can you be what you are right now? Well, Mike, I, I think you make a great point. I mean, that's the thing that I looked at, you know, really thought about coming back on the plane. They were bigger. They were bigger and stronger. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what you really took from the game in the second half. They were just bigger and stronger than you guys. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now, we, we have to get stronger. There's no doubt about it. Now, you can't make guys bigger. I mean, you can draft guys like that. I mean, right. You, you get a guy in free agency, but – we got to get stronger. There's no doubt about it because that's the thing that that that, that it looked to me. I know, agree. Watch it on the sideline. I agree. Know. Hey, you know, so what are you going to do? I was surprised by that, Herm. That's the thing I took from the game that surprised me. Was I said, "Geez, they're pushing the Jets around in the second half of this game." Yep, you're right, Mike. And I just think that's one of those deals when you get into that upper echelon, those top four teams. You know, they're 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 big physical teams, and uh, I think that. Uh, I looked at that and saw it and said, hmm, okay, well, but we're getting closer. I mean, we're getting closer where we want to go. So I think, you know, that's the thing we'll look at and, and we have to get better at. Uh, he's a whipping boy around here, and that's Damian Robinson, Coach. How about him? <laughs> yeah, you know, Damian, you know, Damian kind of played up and down. You know, he made a couple plays, and then again, then again he did make a couple plays. So that's, that's something that, you know, uh, he, he can play good at times, and sometimes, uh, you know, he doesn't quite stay focused in, so that's something that uh, he's going to have to get better at. If I can let you wave a magic wand and fix one part of your team, which one you want to direct it at? (laughs) 
That's a good question. Well, I think there's a couple parts that, that, that we could be better at. Go ahead. Give, give them to me. Well, I just think, you know, we probably need to be, get a big guy, a receiver. We need, need a big big physical guy. I totally agree. Yep. You know, uh, I think uh, we're probably going to need some work on the defense. Can you live with, this, can you live with these corners? Uh, we're definitely going to look for another corner, no doubt about it. Okay. Yeah, we we got to get another corner. I okay. think we've got some young safeties in the, in the mix. You like McGraw, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, there's another kid that we have, Jamie Henderson. You know Jamie. Yeah, sure I do. I'm going to move Jamie to safety. I'm going to move him to safety. Okay. So young guy can run, you know. You got to get younger at linebacker, or can yeah, you live with yeah, the old guys? Some, yeah, we got to get some young linebackers in. There's, there's no doubt about it. And, and I just still think, it, you know, if we can get an inside guy, a big guy. Were you disappointed in how your front – you looked like you had a real good front when, when we left camp. They didn't play as well as I thought they would defensively. Do you think you need another defensive lineman? Well, yeah, I think inside probably you'd like to look at one. A big guy. You know what I'm saying, Michael? Yeah, yeah you, want, you, want, you want a Sam Adams in there. Yeah, you need a big guy in there. Yeah, it, You know what shows, Mike, is when you play in these type games. When yep. you, get, you, you see the difference in teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the elephant. The elephants kind of take over inside. Yeah, you know? Mike, and you got to have that. I think you know, and not not easy for me to say. Hard to find those guys. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to find them. But you know, those are some things. You don't get everything, but I think uh, you try to improve every year on certain guys and get in certain positions. But I think for the most part, I mean, the football team's in pretty good shape. It's a pretty young team, which is good. Uh, Herm, how could you? Uh... Uh, when you look back at the start of the season, and I know you're going to mention it in camp and maybe do things a little differently, how can you rectify two and five, one and four and two and five out of the gate? Well, obviously, I think our whole team understands that. And uh, I think a little bit of that will go back in the training camp. But then then again, it's just starting out. You know, we, you, I mean, how can I rectify it? I mean, you, you go to training camp, you, you change some things, but then you got to go play. <laughs> and obviously, we got to play a whole lot better in the first half of the season, I think. And, uh, I think we will. I think our team understands you can't start out like that. It makes it very, very difficult. Did you – there are two things that you can point to. The first one is having so many different faces on defense. Do you mm-hmm. think in – now, that happens almost every year in this league now. Right. It, but, but is, you there, is there some way you think you can combat that? Yeah, Mike, and I think the thing we hit, hit us was we had six new starters. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's tough. Now, most teams don't get six new starters on defense. <laughs> you can give you one or two, but not six. Right. So I think that will help us a little bit uh, – Obviously, I think now that we're, we're going to run this offense, that we know that, we're, that this is what we're going to do, I think that's going to help us, too. So I, I just think those things, along with our players understanding the importance now, all of a sudden, to say, hey, you know what? We want to play those playoff games at home with our home crowd involved in it. Big like tackle. the home game. I mean, now it's, that's a big difference for you. Hey, the playoff big teams difference. are 7-1 right now. You need the home, the home games. Teams. You need the home games, Herm, gotta, and the bye week, too. You've got to be yeah. at home in the NFL. There's no question. The one and two seeds are all still playing, and that's the reason why. Herm, yeah. um, in your wildest dreams, mm-hmm. could you have thought Pennington could be this good in his I first year? I he was going to be a good player, but I didn't know he was going to be this good this fast. You know what I'm saying, Mike? I'm why do you think it came so fast? I just think his energy, what he brought to the football team, and, and that's one of the reasons for the change when, when I decided to make the change. But I knew he had that energy, and it was just a matter of the guys would buy into it, and they did. And then what he ended up doing, he ended up winning games where he's made it even better. Yeah, he's going to be really good. I mean, you have to like – I even like what the, the um, team said about him after the game, Herman. It's almost like they're upset that he took a lot of the blame – the next day when he came back to New York, you know, they put all the attention. He got us here. Uh, it was all fall, too. It's almost like there's a little protection angle going on for uh, Pennington when he took a few hits here on Tuesday. You know that? 
no doubt about it, uh, Chris, and uh, you make a great point. I think after the football game, no player sat there and said, well, hey, you know, it was Chad's fault because really Chad is a big part for us even getting into the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Herm, I waited for his interview to come up. It came up a half hour after the game was over. I sat there uh, and made sure I left the screen on, one of the screens on to see him when he came up just to see how he'd act. And if you could put it on a one to ten scale, he got about a ten and a half. And how yeah. he acted as a young quarterback, took all the blame, said all the right things. From that standpoint, this is a very special young kid. I don't think I know we all made too much of him, but he, you know what? From that standpoint, he does have a special quality. He knows exactly how to handle himself. Very rare for a kid that age. You're right. You're right, Mike. And I think that's that's unique in his, in, on, on his part. You know, to be able to handle all that at a young age, and really, you know, and you know this, Mike and Chris is that he's in New York, and that compounds things. And, you know, and he's a guy that will be able to handle that. And I think a lot of guys will understand that when they come to New York to play or to coach, you know, the scrutiny you go under, and if you can't handle it, Boy, it, it's tough sledding. It's, it's a different town than most of these. Swimming. And you didn't have to tell this kid to take control. He took control himself, didn't he, when he yeah. took over? You didn't, have to, you didn't have to sit him down and tell him to take control of the team, did no, you? No, no. I told him when, when, I, when we decided to, you know, he was going to be the quarterback, I told him, it's your ball. I said, never look back. I said, now nah, let's go. Worked out. Uh, Herm, uh, do, you think, do you think it's the Raiders' year in the AFC that you're going to beat Tennessee this week? Well, I think they're pretty good, yeah. <laughs> they're on a mission. You know, when you look at them the last three years, uh, you know, they lost the one year to Baltimore, and they came back and lost up in New England, and now they're, they're rolling again. So this is a good football team. They've been together for three years, you know, their, their team, and a lot of veteran players, a lot of good players. They understand that their clock is running. They know they only got so many shots at it. I'm hoping that we're, we're going to become, and, and I always emphasize this to our football team, they, you want to be one of those teams, guys, that are in the playoffs every year, so you, you get that feel for that playoff competition so that, Eventually, you keep knocking in that door. And You're gonna win one. Get to where you, yeah, yeah, exactly, Chris. Yeah, you, you know, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta knock three, four times before you win a Super Bowl. Look at the Eagles. Hey, the Eagles have done that. Every step is another step. Every year, they've taken the step. Every year, the Eagles. And that's why I'm so proud of these guys because now all of a sudden they've done it two years in a row. You know, and even in one division this year. So I think you know, you win 20 games in two years and you get in the playoffs both times. I mean. That's the right direction you want to be headed into. Did you feel like you were in trouble at 10-10, or did you feel like, despite the fact they missed the field goal, they were dominating the third quarter? Were you, did you feel like you were in trouble at 10-10, or did you not feel like you were in trouble until he hit that look away for the touchdown? No, you know what? I thought, Mike, when we tied it up at 10-10, I said, now, now we're in the game now. You know, I, I felt good going in, in halftime in the locker room because you could feel the sense of the crowd and those guys really going, uh-oh. You know, because – the whole key with them was don't let them jump up on you right fast. You know, don't let them get a 10-17 point lead early. Just make it close. We got it tied. We have a nice long drive, and we tie the game up. We're going at halftime, and we're doing okay. They drive, missed the field goal. I said, okay, we got things going. Then we turn it over. And then they hit the pass. And you knew they were going to come out and throw in the second half. I'm sure you knew that, right? Yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And they went back to their bread and butter. So when you're sitting there at 17-10, you had to still feel you could answer, right? I mean, you're only, you're only one play down. It's nothing in the game like that. You know, and then we're going to try to move. Then we turn it over again. I'm going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, and, and I agreed with it. Did you think about field goal at 17-10 on fourth and three, Herm, or was that going for a touchdown all the way? No, you know what? We got down there, and, 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 and I wanted to just go, you know what? we we got to go. But you know what happened, Chris, believe it or not, on the fourth and three? Listen yeah. to this one. Well, go ahead. They're thinking we're going to kick a field goal, I assume. I guess the officials. Right. And I'm not making an excuse. Believe me, I'm not an excuse maker. They give us the kicking ball. So he so passed. He passed with. The, he passed with the kicking ball. <laughs> yeah, wow. which is a, which is a he, which is a heavier football. 
and slick. Yep. I mean, as slick as there could ever be. So he's throwing that out there, and that thing goes all wobbly. And I said, why does he throw that thing out there? I turn around, it's a kicking ball. Well, well we didn't know a, that. That's a good That's a very hey, 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 good. Believe me, that's not the reason for anything, you know. Well, you just jogged my mind, Herm. You know, uh, you got a great special teams coach who's got a lot of publicity, and you got great return guys. But all week he yacked out he had something special planned for, and I like Mike, but he had something special planned for Oakland, but we're still waiting for it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oakland just made you guys look like you know they outfoxed you with how they covered they what they did with their punts and kicks they outfoxed you on Sunday. They did a great job. They kicked it out of bounds on the punt return, make sure Santana wasn't going to get it, and they and, and they kicked it on the ground over there to the left side to make sure that Chad wasn't going to get it. Were you surprised by what they did, or you expected it? Well, we knew they were going to do something. Mike worked on it a little bit, and then finally we got it going when uh, you know he, 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 Morton got the ball late. Yeah, yeah. He got the ball back. He is he's a free agent, isn't he? Who uh, Morton? Uh, yeah, no, he's, a, he he's a dangerous. He's a good yeah, weapon. Good boy. Oh, he'll be back. I also think he could be good from scrimmage too. I think he could be a specialist who could be. I'm a little worried about Santana Moss's hands. Her, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I don't. When I've seen him from scrimmage, he, and also carrying a ball in traffic on down plays, and also catching a ball, I'm a little worried about it. his hands. Look a little suspect to me. Well, I don't know that so much. I just think what what happens with him sometimes. He's such a He's such a, a guy that can make people miss. At t- I get nervous not with his hands. I think he has good hands. And I he fumbles. He, yeah, but he, but he moves the ball around a lot. He like, does. He does. With it. And I think he's going to have to learn to really tuck that thing away, especially in this league, because the guys that are coming at him are biggest. I agree. He does try to break. Listen, he's amazingly fast. I mean, I agree with that. He's a great punt returner. I just wondered if he was going to be a good – you still think he'd be a good third receiver? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Because his speed will allow you to do a lot of things with him, you know, I mean, so which is good. And that's – and you, know, you got to remember too, Mike. You know, this is really his first year really That's true. playing. I mean, he didn't play last year. That's right. true. Uh, we but, had you know. we thought Anthony Dorsett. I know the game is over. That was a nasty hit on Beck. Unnecessary. Uh, what was your thoughts on that? Your next defensive back. He got him good now. He did get. I tell you, they were head hunting. That yeah, wasn't right. You know, that at the end of the right. game, they were head hunting with thirty yeah, ten with two minutes left. They were out there head hunting. They really oh, were. Oh, hey, that's the Raiders. You know, that's how they play. They're they're big, physical, and strong. And and hopefully, you know, you learn something from it. Our players learn from some from. Because this is the first time these guys have been at that next level of play. And, and you know, and, and when you get a little higher in the level of play in the, in the playoffs, hey, the stakes go higher now. And Herm, guys play that way. Herm, you still have a core that have been there a while, that played in that 96 championship game. Mm-hmm. You got a core, you know, from Mawai to Marvin to Mo. Right. You know all the guys. Right. Is it time now to, pay, to peel that core away and let your new, newer group of guys become the core? Well, I think that's going to happen. I think that's just the way football is, Mike, and you know that. I think the young guys, all of a sudden, they're starting to make some names for themselves and, and starting to understand that they've been in the playoffs now two years in a row, yep. guys that have been here the last two years, which is great. I think they will eventually be the leaders, and they need to be because, it's, like I always tell the players, it's your football team. And those young guys, the Chad Penningtons and those type guys, you know, they're going to have to step up and, and, and be the forefront of this football team. But the Raiders show you one thing. A good old player is a good old player. You know that? Because they got a bunch of good old players who are still playing. You know that? A bunch of them. They got a lot of good old players. You're right. And they got a bunch of guys that understand that, hey, you know, their clock is running, and it's very, very important. You know, see, what's great about those good old players, Mike, as we all know, uh, and Chris, is that they've made enough money. They bought enough cars. They have enough homes. They want the ring. There's only one thing on their mind: winning a championship. That's exactly right. That's a good which point. Which is great. Which is which is fantastic. Because that's what you want to play for. 
And I'm hoping now our young guys understand that. And for the most part, I think our guys are starting to understand that. You think this, you think this rookie uh, will add a little something next year? He didn't do much his first year here. The linebacker, they could Thomas. do a little. Brian Thomas do a little oh, yeah, better job yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to be a lot. Cause he'll get a lot bigger now, stronger with the off-season program. He'll be here. I mean, our guys will be in town. We start on the 31st. And most of those young guys are living here. They bought homes here, which is, you know, unusual. But the young guys are buying homes here and living here, which is great. Is a, a lot of people uh, used to say the old Jets, they never lived no. here, which is a major well, problem. First of all, there's two reasons, dog. Some of them don't want to live in the cold weather. Number two, Long, Island. Long Island's the most expensive right. place in the world to live. So uh, Herm can hear it all the time from his assistant coaches who can't find anywhere to live. Right. That's the biggest gripe about anybody who ever tries to build a staff on Long Island. Assistants can't find anywhere to live where they can afford the homes. Right. Um, big problem with the Jets. But um, Herm... The, the other part of it uh, that I was just thinking about, uh, uh, oh, I know it was Curtis. That's what it was. I, was uh-huh. I think now, those of us who know Curtis a long time, I think now you can tell, reveal to the audience just how hurt Curtis oh. Martin was all year, which you guys did, a, I, I guess, a fair job of hiding just right. how hurt he was all season. Mike, the guy had two ankles, a knee. I mean, he used on. to walk back to his house, I won't say where, where they basically had to wait you know, to carry him up in the elevator. He couldn't even That's- walk through the hotel. Unbelievable, Mike. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, like, you know, Monday through Monday, you know, Monday through Friday uh, or Thursday, he, he hardly ever practiced. And that was for a reason. He got, you know, guy couldn't hardly move. And then Friday, he'd come out and jog around. And we had a little, we had a little thing going, Curtis and myself. And he'd have to do a little something, this, that. And he'd look at me.